Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and happy new year, boss. Welcome to episode 84 of the Bossed Up Podcast, our very first episode in the new year, 2019. And I, as you probably already know, am such a geek about new year's resolutions. (laughs) I know it's like way cooler to be sort of cynical about new year's resolutions these days and everybody's talking about why they're trash or why they're useless. I beg to differ. I am an unbridled optimist when it comes to the use of capitalizing on fresh starts, which is what New Year's resolutions are all about. It's a moment to be mindful about how you want to structure your life and your career in the new year. So in honor of that underlying desire to help you craft a kick-ass new year for yourself, and because I'm such a geek when it comes to research-driven methodologies and science that can help you really set yourself up for success over the long term, not just the first couple of days of 2019, but the first couple of months, and really aiming for sustainability and consistency throughout the year. Today's episode is going to be a deep dive into the science behind our very own Bossed Up Life Tracker. Now, you've probably heard me talk about the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner, which we are almost sold out of. So if you haven't got your hands on your copy just yet, don't delay. Pick yours up now in the Bossed Up shop. Shipping is always free in the continental United States, and there's a low flat rate shipping option for our international listeners. But get your hands on your Life Tracker Planner this year if you want to join my Insiders Only Accountability Group, where we have quarterly trainings. And coming up very soon, in the next couple of days and throughout the course of this month, we have three kickoff calls to really get you aligned up for making 2019 your best year yet, your most bossed up year yet for sure. And like I talked about in last week's episode, all about the things I learned from making 2018 my year of fun, that's going to be the theme we carry forward as a community in 2019, how you can optimize your year for the most fun possible. I'm a big believer that fun equals functionality. The more fun you incorporate into your life is actually going to make you more focused and productive at work. It's not going to detract from your career goals or your other goals, but instead I'm on a mission to help the badass high achieving boss ladies and something of, you know, stress junkies that we are to incorporate more fun into our everyday lives. So if that sounds like something you're into, definitely pick up a Life Tracker Planner before they're all gone. But here's what we're going to do today. I have a really exciting guest, someone I've worked with for years, who I absolutely adore, who helped 
me design the Bossed Up Life Tracker. Her name is Anastasia Pochapsova, and you're going to hear a lot more about her and her research and the ways in which she studied gender and decision-making because she and I first found each other before Bossed Up was even really a thing. We had a couple meetings when we both lived in the D.C. area. I pitched her on this idea of what I was trying to start, and she helped me put together curriculum around long-term goal attainment that was grounded in research, in cognitive science, in behavioral psychology. And then together, as we continued to collaborate and figure out how to set up women for success, we actually collaborated on each and every step of the way of designing the Bossed Up Life Tracker tool. She sent me all the research. I started to integrate it into a one-page worksheet, and that one-page worksheet turned into a tool that we were using at every single Bossed Up boot camp and testing it and improving it, and then I turned it into the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner. So the goal of today's episode is to give you a bunch of background information on the science behind sustainable success. So that you can set yourself up to crush it this year in whatever domain you want, whatever your goals may be, whether or not you use our particular planner, but the science that we're going to break down that Anastasia and I will explore together in this episode are all the bits of science that we incorporated into our planner and that we incorporated into the Life Tracker tool. So I'm really excited to kickstart the new year by geeking out with you on one of my favorite topics, how we can use the plethora of scientific research that's out there to really improve our daily lives, reduce our stress and guilt, and still prioritize and actually find a way to sustainably achieve the things that are most important to us. That's what today's episode's all about. Anastasia Pochapsova-Ghosh is a longtime badass member of the Bossed Up Advisory Board. In fact, she was one of the first people I reached out to and teamed up with when I was basically in the very beginning stages of making this whole Bossed Up endeavor happen. Over the past five and a half years, we've both done a lot with our careers, and she's navigated a few different career transitions herself. But she now finds herself as an assistant professor of marketing at the Eller School of Business at the University of Arizona. Now, she and I first teamed up because she studied self-control and decision-making, especially as it pertains to women and gender differences in decision-making. She got her PhD from Yale University and studied advertising at the University of Texas and has studied and published many journal articles about the interesting gender differences in long-term goal pursuit, self-control, and decision-making. Her research and a lot of the research that she's pointed me to over the years directly informed our curriculum that we put together for Bossed Up Bootcamp, in particular, the very last module of Bootcamp, all about long-term goal attainment, which leaves our attendees with a practical, actionable roadmap for achieving their biggest, most audacious ambitions over the next few years. And Anastasia's support in the development of the Bossed Up Life Tracker tool was instrumental in my design process for producing the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner. So Anastasia, I'm so glad to have you here to break down on today's episode a lot of the science and research that went into designing the best path forward for helping women in particular set themselves up for the best, most bossed up year yet. Thanks so much for being here. 
I'm excited to be here. It's been a long journey. It really has been. I've been pleased to watch your career evolve and take off and your life evolve and take off over the years. But let's bring the listeners back to when we first met. I don't know if you remember getting that email that I'd sent out on a listserv. I had been in touch with a prior professor of mine in the cognitive science department at my alma mater. And I said, here's what I'm trying to achieve. I'm looking to work with folks in the cog-sci behavioral psychology world about what it would look like to help women create sustainable change in their lives. And he said, email this listserv. (laughs) So I blasted out an email saying, here's who I am. Here's what I'm starting. What do you remember about that first interaction in your inbox? And what made you reply to me? Well, it came from the Society of Judgment and Decision-Making inbox. And that's a sort of organization I belong to and kind of research that I do. And I was actually working at the time on goal pursuit. And I kept finding differences in gender, which I thought were kind of interesting. And here your email comes in. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I want to help women with goal pursuit and design <laughs> some sort of tool and, and uh, format and program to help women specifically mitigate the gendered ways in which we tend to burn out or get overwhelmed. And turns out there's a plenty of research around that. How did you find yourself in that area of study? So I always studied self-control. I think self-control is a fascinating issue. I'm in a business school. I study consumer behavior. So a lot of choices related to overconsumption, right? Financial decision-making all boils down fundamentally to self-control. Yeah. Motivation, (laughs) self-control. I feel like that's already maybe a little triggering for folks on New Year's Day listening to us talk about self-control because we know that New Year's resolutions, even though everyone's real gung-ho about them at the start of the new year, don't tend to pan out for like most people who set them, break them within a short period of time because self-control is easier said than done. So tell me a little bit about some of the biggest gender differences you've found in the research when it comes to women who are pursuing lots of different goals versus men who are pursuing their goals, what are some of the biggest gender differences that you've found in the research? So in general, I think there's sort of a double whammy on women. First of all, there's a lot of research showing that women are less likely to say no. Mm-hmm. And it goes in terms of work requests, right? Where I work in academia, there's research shows that we are on more committees. We meet with students more often. We're less likely to say no to students, to our colleagues, anything like that. So by definition, we take on a lot more stuff at work. We also, there's another line of research showing that women take more on homework, work at home, right? Even in a sort of equal paying job partnerships, uh, we still do a lot more work at home. Totally. So we already have more goals we try to pursue. And women in general also experience more guilt. Mm-hmm. They're more guilt prone. So when you put those two things together, you're pursuing a lot more goals. Obviously, you can accomplish them all successfully, and you're generally more prone to experience guilt. That's a recipe for disaster. So yes, I think that makes not only sense in the research, but also intuitive sense. We know that women mm-hmm. juggle more. We have more hats that we wear in relation to other people. And I remember mm-hmm. looking at research with you that shows guilt. The birthplace of guilt is that dissonance between 
where we are, who we are, and who we think we need to be, especially in relation to others, right? So Mm -hmm. that role overload that women face that I talk a lot about on this podcast of trying to be a great boss or a great employee and a great wife, mother, sister, daughter, whatever it might be, is where a lot of goal conflict creates stress, creates burnout, creates that nasty emotion of guilt. And the research on guilt is pretty clear, right? Guilt is pretty much a motivational killer. Mm -hmm. And so when we're trying to help women mitigate guilt in order to uh, create a sustainable success pathway for them to manage the multiple goals that they're pursuing, you and I labored a lot on trying to figure out how to help women get out of feeling overwhelmed and figure out some strategies that went right into the Bossed Up Life Tracker and Mm -hmm. can help women move forward to move past the guilt. Let's talk about a couple Mm -hmm. of those. So first we have highlighting. Let's talk about highlighting Mm -hmm. as opposed to multitasking. So I think sort of the first step, even sort of listing in your head or on a piece of paper, all of those things that you're trying to accomplish and sort of make them conscious as opposed to like on the back of your mind totally. should underline the fact that you're probably taking on too much at the same time, right? Yeah. So highlighting is another word of saying prioritize, right? Prioritize without feeling guilt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're forced to prioritize because you literally can only do one thing at a time and, and that's what makes you feel guilty. But when you do it strategically, you plan, I'm going to do X today, but I'm going to do Y tomorrow, next week, or maybe even next year. That's fine yeah. too. It takes away the guilt because it's not reactionary move in the moment. It's actually a strategic plan. Exactly. It's the difference between proactively prioritizing versus reactively being forced into doing one thing at a time and feeling like you're constantly disappointing people. So I love that first step, which we always advocate for folks to do when using the Boss Up Life Tracker, is first to do a brain dump. In this year's new edition, the 2019 edition of the Boss Up Life Tracker Planner, we actually put in a brain dump page at the start of every single month. So the first thing you do... I want a copy of that thing. Yeah, I have to get you one. You're definitely going to get one. Uh, I'll send it to you right away. So... You brain dump and get it all out of your head so you can see all the things you want to do this month, the big things, the little things, the really important things, the urgent things. And then it's sort of like, I love this metaphor of how many pots you can have on the stove at once. By highlighting, what you're essentially doing is you're not saying, I'm going to you know, say no to all of these other important things. You're deciding what's on the front burner and what's on the back burner. And like you said, that's a way to mitigate the guilt. Instead of saying, you know, I can't be a good daughter today or I can't be a good mother today. You're saying, I'm going to be a really good employee for the first half of today. And then I'm going to focus on being a really good mom, daughter, sister, whatever, for the second half of the day. And allow yourself to highlight what comes first on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis, which is huge. And I think the big uh, reason why this works is uh, the notion of agency, right? When you drag in multiple direction and you're doing the mother thing or the worker thing because you have to, you lose a sense of agency. When you decide that's just what I'm going to do, with agency comes a lot of positive emotions as opposed to negative ones. I mean, I think that's at the heart of what getting bossed up is all about. <laughs> when we talk about having agency over your life, that's what I mean by being the boss of your life. And that's so key on the psychological level. The same exact thing could be happening in your life, but if you feel like you've chosen it, you're going to feel more in control. You're going to feel more positive and 
uplifted as opposed to I'm constantly reacting to my environment. I'm constantly being dragged in all these directions. I feel like the passenger in my life, not the driver in my life. And that is no way to live. How would you advise someone who feels that way to start to take back her agency? Well, the problem with being reactive is that there is research shows that we respond to what is more urgent at the expense of what is more important. And if you think about a lot of things that are important in life as goals, actually don't have deadlines. Yes. Right. A lot of trivial things that are less important would have deadlines. Oh, my God. That you really have to do stuff right now. And sort of our body, right, we respond to stimuli. Our mind responds to those urgent requests. And it's so much easier to put things that don't have deadlines, even though they're more important on a back burner. I am so glad you raised that distinction because that's what this tool is all about. It's about helping our ladies. And that's what I've heard last year's Life Tracker Planner users tell me has helped them do is to take what's most important to them and make it urgent so that we're not just reacting to the boss's needs on a weekly basis, but we're actually prioritizing our health goals, our wellness goals, our financial goals, things that you're, you're totally right, don't have deadlines. Mm-hmm. And usually those things are more important because they're long-term, right? Yes. So by definition, they're not going to have urgent deadlines. But if you're anything like me and you basically are a procrastinator without a deadline, <laughs> those <laughs> things can go undealt with for years, you know? Mm-hmm. And I always say at the start of Boss Up Bootcamp, um, I remember one of the slides says, like, no one is going to steer your life but you. And that's the underlying principle here. Nobody's going to set your priorities for you. So really giving yourself the time in an overscheduled world, in an overcommitted world that shoulders women with much more of the emotional labor and the labor at home, we have to, the act of taking time for yourself, the act of investing in strategically prioritizing for yourself is such a radical one. I love that. Let's also talk about how accountability impacts long-term goal attainment. I mentioned that I'm the kind of person who's really motivated by deadlines, but there's also (laughs) a big part of the boss step community is like providing accountability for us to achieve what is most important to us. What does the research have to say about that? So part of it is accountability, but part of it is also seeing that other people behave in a similar way, right? So affiliation is also important. So if there is other people who are similar to you, who also now starting to say, it's okay that I today I did a sort of half-assed job as a parent, <laughs> but I was successful at work. Kids are fine. Nobody died. Everything's fine. It's much easier to do that if you know you're not alone, right? So that's sort of one part I of it, right? That. Making this more acceptable Overall, I think as a community of women is important, right? Not to set expectations on each other, which are unrealistic. I love that. Living your Pinterest perfect life online is in direct conflict with that whole concept, right? Like having a brave space online, like our Courage community, that all of our Life Tracker users, I encourage them to be a part of the Bossed Up Courage community because that's a place where we can be real about imperfect realities in our lives. And I think you're so right. It also reminds me that if you're spending time around people who aren't progress oriented or your friend group is sort of stagnant and and in some ways dragging you down, we used to think, I think in the past that you can still have plenty of ambition. It doesn't mean your friends have to have any ambition, but I'm hearing more and more in the research that you know, having complacency in your own friend group can be very contagious. Is that what I'm hearing you say too? 
sort of, right? There is, there is a happy medium there. You also don't want to be in a situation where everybody else is doing significantly better than you are because you're demotivating, right? So you want to find a happy medium. You want to find some people who are similar to you, who would have sort of diverse set of experiences, right? People move along goals at different paces at just life. I mean, even seeing the fact that everybody is making progress, but at a different rate kind of allows you to be comfortable with the pace that you are making. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen that publicly claiming your goals or publicly announcing your goals in some way also boosts likelihood of actually achieving them. Is that what you've seen in the research too, in terms of social accountability? Depends on your reference group, right? Yeah. <laughs> it has to be appropriate place, right? Where you're comfortable claiming them and uh, you will have supportive groups for you to do that. But there's a lot of other places where you can impose sort of other accountability on you, right? Their website now allows you to put some sort of financial punishment, if you will, right? <laughs> How you define it, right? It could be incentive because you're going to donate money to charity, but punishment if you donate money to organization you do not support, right? If you fail. So there's different ways to impose deadlines and accountability on goals who don't have inherent deadlines and accountability. That's so interesting. I'll have to link to some of those websites too, where you basically put money on the line and say, if I fail to meet my goal by this certain deadline, that money's going to a, a group I don't support or perhaps a group you do. <laughs> that would be very motivating for me. <laughs> I, I also love this bit of research. I remember we were maybe two years into Bossed Up. We'd already collaborated on the curriculum at the very mm-hmm. end of Bossed Up Bootcamp, which is all about putting everything that we cover over the course of the day together so that women can really leave with an actionable plan for how to put these steps in place without feeling totally overwhelmed. That's where Mm -hmm. we developed the life tracker tool and have piloted it and refined it over the years. But I think it was about two years in that we, you sent me this research from Low and Howes, I want to say, on Mm -hmm. co-indulgence, which Mm -hmm. I love and have incorporated into every bootcamp since. Do you want to share a little bit about what this concept of co-indulgence is all about? Sure. So sometimes, obviously, it's not all about pursuing goals and staying on top of things. Uh, sometimes you need small rewards, right? Indulgences. Sure. And in general, we feel guilty when we indulge, right? When we are having fun instead of working, when we're eating, you know, desserts instead of healthy food. But what this research found is that if you do it with somebody else, like a friend, our colleague, you actually feel less guilty. So what the research encourages is periodically have those social indulgences, basically, with other people. I love that research so much because it it reminds me of the concept of thriving while striving. This whole idea that you can't be perfect 24-7. So if you're going to screw up, if you're going to take a lazy day, if you're going to procrastinate, or if you're going to cheat, so to speak, on your financial or health goals or whatever, to do it with a buddy to mitigate your guilt. And the research shows that you'll actually get back on track faster because you won't go into that spiral of shame uh, that I always think of when I think of healthy eating goals in particular. That idea if you have a cookie at lunch because you just couldn't resist it, that, oh, well, the day's shot. (laughs) I'm going to just eat crap for the rest of the day. And then try again tomorrow. Research actually shows if you if you have that cookie with a friend, you're more likely to not blow the rest of the day or for whatever goals that you are pursuing. 
But if you think about it, it goes back to this idea of agency, right? They having cookie during lunch and then blowing up the whole diet for the day is, is the, your perception, you know, that I don't have control over my behavior. Yeah. As opposed to making this, I will have that cookie today with a friend or maybe by myself because I want to, but it's not going to affect the rest of my decision making mm. because I do have agency in what I'm doing. It's not like the cookie drives my decision making. <laughs> That's hard though, because... There are days when I feel like the cookie has more power than me. <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's important to mention choice fatigue too. Have you seen this come mm-hmm. up in your research? I don't know if there's gender differences around it, but I think the common understanding of that is you only have so much self-regulation uh, per day. And every choice you make chips away at those stores of, of discipline, of self-discipline, self-control. Mm-hmm. What have you found on that? component or or how does that impact how we might pursue our goals? So basically, the idea there is that as you make choices through the day, it's not necessarily a day effect, but more like how many choices you make, especially the choices require self-control, right? So I have to pick a you know, salad over the cookie. If you have to do it three times in a row, right, on the fourth time, you're going to (laughs) break. It's not like you become aversive to cookies on the fourth time. So you kind of have to be aware of that of the fact that the more choices you make, the more difficult choices you make throughout the day, the more likely you are to be driven by cookie. So how on the whole, if women are listening to this on the first of the new year, thinking about the goals that are most important to them this coming year, let's maybe they've even downloaded a tool like the Life Tracker or bought the planner. They're invested in really increasing their self-control. Is self-discipline, is self-control a skill you can develop over time? Or is it something that's inherent to one's personality? Both. Mm -hmm. Uh, The key is to know your limitations and to have agency Mm. over what you're doing, right? One big mistake is that I now do a lot of research in financial decision-making, how people set budgets, how they decide on spending. And one big mistake that I see over and over again is that people are ridiculously over-optimistic about, you know, this month or this year, you know, suddenly my coffee budget that used to be $100 a month is going to become 15. Uh, don't go from 100 to 15. Yeah. Right? Set, once you set realistic goals, when you achieve them, it's a huge boost in your self-confidence. So that's important to set ambitious goal, but achievable goals. I love that. Um, really optimistic ones. I love that. The other way around is if you set continuously over-optimistic goals and you fail, you just disengage. Right. You feel like a failure. Well, like a failure, I don't have self-control. I feel guilty. I just know I'm not going to do it at all. I love that you mentioned that. I've seen in the Harvard Business Review an article on the power of small wins. And that's mm-hmm. totally how we designed the life tracker as well. To basically take a bigger goal and to chunk it down, right? Make tiny little benchmarks for your success. So that you're not doing what I kindly call, and I describe this in my book because I've totally struggled with this for years, aspirational planning. Because when we mm-hmm. fall into that, that habit of overestimating our capacity, we always feel behind. We always feel overcommitted. Mm-hmm. And we always feel like we're not doing enough, which, I, like you said, is guilt-inducing and productivity-killing. So mm-hmm. kind of making mindful moments in your life 
on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to take stock of all the progress you've made is so inherently motivating. That's how we've designed this tool to really help women do that too. So there should be a balance between being ambitious and being realistic, right? I think that's a really good point. How have you found that balance in your life? I mean, you study this all day, every day. <laughs> you, is, it, is it hard to not implement all kinds of different little self-experiments in your own life? Uh, it's difficult not to, right? <laughs> <laughs> the first drive, it's worked on me. You know, I think the biggest issue is to realize that the things that are present and in front of you will always get your attention. And kind of be very conscious and mindful about saying, well, are those things really important to me? Yeah. And also, I think sort of as you become older, you have more experience and things of that nature, you realize that, you know, saying no to things and not pursuing everything is okay. Right. It's not the end of the world. It's a huge part of everything involved in getting bossed up too. I always say, quit some shit. (laughs) You know, like at the end of the day, when you're filling out your life tracker for the first month of 2019, or when you are making your list of new year's resolutions at the end of your writing, look it over and drop some stuff. Cause more Mm -hmm. odds are that you are like the average woman juggling eight or nine goals, which sets you up for unrealistic expectations and depressing early failure. That's going to curb your progress year long. Right. Mm -hmm. So essentially you have to look at the side, what would be your, would you rather, you know, completely fulfill two or three or four goals and do a good job or you do kind of sort of half as job on nine and feel guilty it all the time. That's your trade-off. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of the Instagram study that you mm-hmm. conducted years ago now, in mm-hmm. which, correct me if I'm wrong, but you found that men on Instagram in particular are much more likely to specialize in one area of their life, whereas women are much more likely to post a smorgasbord of achievements, right? Showing a well-rounded array of goals that they're pursuing. What's the takeaway from that? Well, it's sort of two ways, right? One is very consistent to what we were talking is that women believe they should take on more stuff. But also because it is an Instagram, it's also there's expectation that a woman will be doing A, B, and C, right? But if a guy can do one thing, yay! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none situation, except it's Mm -hmm. Jane-of-all-trades. Like at this point, because of the gender differences we should just call it jane of all trades because women are so much more likely to be constantly pursuing a million different things and perhaps at the cost of mastering one so i remember there's a woman i worked with who's a boston boot camp alum and a big fan of the life tracker i think i actually profiled her in my book so i don't want to spoil too much of her story now but she wrote into me after she had spent all of the spring really focusing on her job search and to bring Mm -hmm. the amount of energy and focus and dedication that she needed to actually make that career transition stick. She told me the life tracker helped her acknowledge that having a bikini body that spring or working on her fitness at like a hundred percent was not going to happen. And by, (laughs) by prioritizing proactively her job search over her fitness it gave her permission to say, listen, I am mindfully choosing that I'm not going to be at the gym four days a week this season. And I don't feel bad about it because once I land my new job, which she did, then she's going to make her wellness goals a priority again. But this idea of being perfect in every domain of your life at all times is so 
crippling, I think, to women's long-term ambitions. It doesn't allow us the time and needed, the time and focus needed to pursue greatness in any one domain. Mm -hmm. And just in like your example, it doesn't mean they're completely abandoning that goal, that part of your life. You just prioritize and things in time, right? Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Well, that's what I hope women listening to this podcast can leave with today is giving ourselves permission to focus. 2019, I, I've always said, you know, your ability to focus is a better predictor of success than intelligence and hard work alone. So as you're making your New Year's resolutions this year, if you're using the, the Bossed Up Life Tracker, which I'll drop links to where you can get a free mini ebook download in today's show notes, and of course, where you can pick up the last remaining Bossed Up Life Tracker planners that are still available. But wh whatever tool you're using, make sure you're making that list and then prioritizing it proactively, highlighting what's going to happen now and giving yourself permission to say that all that other stuff is going to happen later. Any other top pieces of advice or words of warning to help women setting off on this new year full of ambition to prevent them from bottoming out or burning out before the month is over? <laughs> Minimize your goals, set them realistically, and actually feel good about it. It's you making decisions what is more important to you. It's not the environment or your boss or your friends or your family who are making those decisions about you. So you actually are taking agency over your life. And that's important. I love it. I love it. Well, Anastasia, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and your life to <laughs> geek out with me. I will make sure to drop links in today's show notes for where folks can keep up with you as well. But I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you being such a long-standing active member of our advisory board on Boss Up. It's been a blast. Awesome. I'll, I enjoy it too. And now it's time for our very first 2019 Boss Move. Hi, Emily. This is Melina. I have a few Boss Up moves. So my first is getting my master's in higher education back in May. And I got a full-time job right before I graduated in a really competitive field. So that was super exciting. And I felt like my hard work had really paid off. But then kind of unexpectedly, I started a blog back in September, which has really opened my eyes and pushed me creatively and opened opportunities for me I never really thought possible. So my blog is called Well Wild World, and it's focused on personal growth and wellness and my own journey with mental health issues and tips I've found to help in creating a more balanced, happy life. So the blog has really been something that I never thought possible and has really been my biggest boss move of 2018. It also helped me connect with more passions of mine, like I've started writing poetry recently. I've pushed myself to connect with other creatives. I helped volunteer at Boss Up Boot Camp, which was an amazing experience. And I'm just getting connected with all these amazing women doing amazing things. Congratulations, boss. And thanks for calling your boss move in. You never know who you are inspiring to do the same when you give us a call and share your own come up story. This is the year for you. And this is the year for you to pat yourself on the back and celebrate your successes. And even the small steps that we take 
in achieving sustainable success or heading in the right direction are worth celebrating. So if you've got a boss move to share or you've got a career conundrum you want us to tackle next, we need to hear from you. Give the hotline a call right now at 910-668-BOSS or 26 Seven, seven. I can't wait to put together more shows for you in 2019, but remember, this is a show that's 100% listener-directed, so you get to decide what career conundrums we tackle next. You get to decide what conversations we have, and you get to decide how to showcase yourself or whose achievements or whose progress on their goals gets a little love on this podcast. So don't be shy. Call your boss move or your career conundrum in today. Once again, that number is 910-668-BOSS or 2677. That's all we have for you today. I want to wish you a happy, healthy new year. Welcome to 2019, everybody. And I want to hear from you in a really particular way. One thing I like to do, and I've been doing for the past couple years now, is to really come up with one word that summarizes what I'm striving towards in 2019. Last year, my personal year of fun, I used the word fun to really focus my energy towards bringing more fun into my life which you've heard about on this podcast quite a bit already. I want to ask you to bring more fun into your life in 2019, but also I want to ask for your word. What is your one word that you're focused on this year to help you keep striving and thriving towards the sustainable success that you want? Take a snapshot of today's episode as you're listening and share it with me on social media to tell me what your word of the year is that's inspiring how you want to design your 2019. And what'd you think about Anastasia's interview? What did you think about the research she mentioned, all the behavioral psychology and cognitive science that goes into how we designed the Bossed Up Life Tracker? And tell me if anything you learned in today's conversation is going to inform how you move forward in strategically striving towards what you want to achieve with your brand new year. And if you haven't already, remember our Bossed Up Life Tracker planners are still available in the Bossed Up shop for a limited time. So make sure to click the link in the show notes today to check out our three gorgeous covers that you can get on your very own Bossed Up Life Tracker planner this year. And with your purchase, you'll be invited to three master classes that I'm hosting this January to deep dive into how exactly to use this planner and the entire life tracker system or method to set yourself up for sustainable success in 2019. And in addition to these first three kickoff calls, I'll be hosting quarterly accountability calls with all of us so we can hop on, hold each other accountable, and stay focused on what it is that we're striving towards. I hope you'll join me. And remember, all those master classes and accountability calls with me are included for free when you purchase your very own Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner. So don't delay, snag yours today, and it'll be in the mail and on its way to you very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the ways in which you support this podcast. And I wish you the very best as you get started with your brand new year. And I know that together in 2019, we'll keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose and together we'll lift as we climb.
let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.